0: Welcome to the Lonnie Swain Show podcast, a top rated weekly podcast providing support for the struggles, celebrating the successes and sharing the personal and professional development stories of women of color. It's inspiring and insightful conversations with sheroes who want to share their experiences to help other women's outcomes. Hosted by me, media veteran and content creator, Lonnie Swain. The purpose of this show is to remind you that everyone has to go through something to get somewhere. Thank you so much for listening. I love and appreciate your feedback. So don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Now let's get into the show. All right, today is one of the first in a very long time, a solo episode. I'm all by myself. So I'm going to be talking about mental health and how it has impacted my life and some of the things that I have noticed in regards to mental health that I want to kind of just discuss with you all on the real tip, so it's gonna be a good one. So definitely stick around for that. Before I get into my mental health conversation, I wanted to circle back to a episode two weeks ago with Rakima Dolio parson and one of my listener feedback questions that I got was how do we know when, anxiety, normal anxiety that everyone has turns into an anxiety disorder. So I did some research for us. And basically, if you missed the conversation, it was the the title of the episode was what you need to know about your mental health. It was two episodes ago. So not last week, but the week before. And we talked about just some of the ways that anxiety manifests in our lives that we may not identify as anxiety or like uh, Rakima described that when she's driving in unfamiliar places and she doesn't know where she's going, sometimes her hands start to get sweaty. And that is a physical manifestation of her anxiety. So some other things that may happen like irritability or restlessness or um, Obsessive thoughts, all of those things can be qualified as anxious behaviors. And we also don't always identify those things as anxiety or sometimes some one of the phrases that we've heard a long time ago, probably from your parents or grandparents is like, oh, you're working on my nerves or, you know, my nerves are bad. They're trying to tell you that they have anxiety, Um, but some of that is normal but when does it go from normal anxiety to an anxiety disorder? So, in its purest primal state, anxiety is an emotion that's supposed to keep us alive and unharmed. We needed it back in the day to avoid being eaten by wild animals, by worrying about threats ahead of time. We would be prepared to fight or take flight when necessary, so it helped. It was for survival mode. So, In our daily lives, we don't really have those same types of threats, but the same anxiety still has some practical uses, you know, worrying about potential mistakes or negative outcomes helps us to be responsible, stuff like that. That's mild occasional anxiety, and that's not something to treat or to worry about. It's only part of our normal neurological functioning. Um, but when anxiety reaches a certain level of intensity and frequency, and that's the thing with a lot of mental health issues, it's, it's a lot about not only the intensity, but very specifically the frequency. It stops being useful. So rather than fueling foresight, it becomes a source of suffering and distraction And like a relentless anxiety makes it really hard to fully enjoy life. So that's when you start to get into anxiety disorder areas. So some of the symptoms that often indicate an anxiety disorder or other mental illness include restlessness or feeling wound up or on edge. Being easily fatigued, difficulty concentrating or having the mind go blank, irritability, muscle tension, difficulty controlling your worry, sleep problems, difficulty falling or staying asleep or restless, unsatisfying sleep. And these types of things, when we say that, you know, everybody's listening, probably saying, oh, I've I've had a night like that. I've had a night like that. Then that's when we have to go back to The frequency of it. And if you have a mental illness or anxiety disorder, these things don't go away and then interfere with your daily activities like your job performance, your relationships, things like that. You tend to feel like anxiety is controlling you and your life. So these are things that it's not just one night where you can't sleep. It's not just one day of being irritable. It's pretty much an ongoing thing. So just wanted to clarify that if you want to hear more about what you should know about your mental health, you can go back to last two weeks episode, not last week, the week before and get more information. And I am getting this information from talkspace.com is my source for those details. So let me know if you have any other questions. You can always hit me up on Instagram at Lonnie Swain show. You can hit me up via email info at Lonnie So, today's episode, I want to talk about mental health from the standpoint of should. And I say that because in like the mental health space and therapy, we talk about shooting all over ourselves. And usually it's in the, the context of saying, oh, you should do this. You shouldn't do that. But in this conversation, I want to talk about people's projections of how you should feel In the sense of, oh, you have a job, you have a husband, you have kids, you should be happy. Or I see on your Instagram, you're traveling the world, you're doing this, you're doing that. You should be happy. You shouldn't be depressed. You shouldn't have anxiety. We have this idea of what mental health and what mental illness should look like or shouldn't look like. And I reference an episode of Red Table Talk where Jada Pinkett talks about being very unhappy early on in her marriage to Will Smith and he had just built this big beautiful mansion for her, quote unquote for her later we realized it was really for him that those were the things that he wanted and he was doing all these things, she had just had kids and so she wasn't really active in her career not that they needed her money in the household obviously but She had this husband who everybody, you know, not everybody, but a lot of women would love to have a lot of people dream about Will Smith or whatever. And she's living in this beautiful mansion and she has these beautiful children, but she was not happy. And her own mother said, even in this Red Table Talk, you know, I didn't know. I couldn't tell. Like, I thought, why? Why are you not happy? you should be happy and the whole thing was jada said this was not what i wanted you know she didn't feel fulfilled because she wasn't actively working in the career that she was passionate about or she didn't feel happy because she didn't want this big mansion she wanted something more intimate and quaint or because he's working to provide this big mansion he's working a lot not at home or whatever the case may be so what Appeared to others on the outside like it was so great in this dream life she was not happy with it and so even her own mother found it hard to relate or to understand where her dissatisfaction came from and the purpose of this episode is to say that it's not up to us to decide what other people should be happy with or unhappy about and that's only something that we can intimately identify for ourselves you know I had someone tell me that they look at my social media to check on me to see if I'm doing okay and I had to clarify social media is no indicator of well-being That only indicates that I'm alive and I'm posting something on social media that has nothing to do with if I'm happy, if I'm well, if I'm feeling whole, if I am depressed, if I have anxiety, if I have any of those things. You can't tell that from social media, because if I am depressed, I'm not going to necessarily get on social media and say that, say those words. So I think that we live in this world where we see things that people put out and in some cases you don't know you know like say for example a celebrity or certain people influencers who use their social media for professional reasons the things that they post may really have nothing to do with how they're feeling at that moment but it's something that they're obligated to do and to a certain extent that is my case sometimes in that I have a podcast and I have to post stuff about the podcast, even though I might be at home feeling sad about something or whatever. But guess what? I still need to post that because I got a new episode out and I need to let people know about it. And so it's more about function and less about feeling. And so I caution you to not do that thinking oh this person is posting on social media and even myself and I think that you know right now I'm in a situation where I have been quote unquote you know I don't know I I straddle the fence on how I describe it I've been unemployed slash self-employed slash freelance for over two years now so I haven't had a full-time job since 2017 And that is, for me, a place of anxiety. And when I talk to people and I'm saying like, oh, I have anxiety or I feel this way or I'm having I'm depressed because I haven't done anything that has been profitable or monetized potentially in a month or I haven't gotten a paycheck basically in a month. And people are like, oh, but, you know, you're traveling here or you're doing this or you're doing that. And it's like, yeah, but you're not hearing me. I haven't gotten a paycheck in this amount of time. And that might not mean that my bank account is on E, but there's a certain level of comfort that getting a check on a regular basis brings to me because, yeah, I have money in the bank, but it is a finite amount of money. And if I don't have a check coming in for over a month, then I start to get anxiety about how long that money may have to last. Now, when I get that paycheck, it might be a very big paycheck, but I don't know how much Time that has to last for me and that's the struggle of a lot of entrepreneurs is that you get a big check from one contract and you're thinking oh I'm good I'm, I'm successful we rolling and then you don't get a check for another month and then you're like okay let me get on LinkedIn let me get on Indeed do I need to find a job what's going on and then you get another contract and it might be for a large amount You're like, okay, let me cease cease and desist on my job search, but then you go two months without getting another check. So it's it's that until you get into a stable uh, flow of how your contracts are going or how how many big checks you need per year to where you don't have to worry about it. And this is all new for me, and I'm somebody that I like steady income regardless. Whether it's small checks, big checks, I like to see something coming in at all times. So that has been a real source of anxiety and frustration for me. And people bring up, well, things could always be worse. I mean, you know, what if this or you could be homeless or you could be this? Yes, things can always be worse but that does not negate or take away from the fact that I can be distressed now in my current situation. Everybody has a different perspective, number one, and number two, rock bottom is going to look different for everybody. Stress is going to look different for different people. So to make the comparison of things could be worse or this could be the case, that could be the case, it's not the case. And my current situation has me stressed out or feeling anxious and that's okay. There's no reason to feel guilty for that even though people may try to make you feel guilty for that or make you feel like you should be grateful or you should be thankful. And yes, there's always something to be grateful for. There's always something to be thankful for, but that does not negate the fact that you can still be stressed out even though you grateful. That doesn't negate the fact that you can be anxious and still have a lot to be grateful for. They can coexist. They do often coexist, that you have a lot to be thankful for, but you also have stress. So don't let anybody guilt you into feeling like that's not okay, or that's not something that you have to work through just because your stress doesn't look like somebody else's or your triggers don't look like somebody else's or what someone else can understand or relate to. Also, yeah, sure, I'm traveling or I'm moving around from place to place. And I like to tell people I've been auditioning cities for where I wanna live because I'm looking for the city that feels like home for me in, in regards to community of people, of resources. You know, I need to be able to go to different yoga studios. I need to be able to access some vegan food and vegetarian options. And I want to be somewhere that doesn't snow. I love Chicago. It feels like home. But once that, like, October weather starts to hit and, you know, all the way through May it's cold sometimes, even though it's been warmer now. But it's like I've I've done that for eight years. I'd rather be somewhere that's sun shining and beautiful year round. No snow. So just finding where that place is. So trying out Miami, trying out L.A. And to a lot of people, that freedom and flexibility looks glamorous. It looks um, desirable. It looks fun. It looks like, oh, you're happy. You're doing all these things. But there are some times that I, I get frustrated with that because I feel like I just want to find the place and get settled. I just want to be like okay this is home I know where that is I'm not living out of a suitcase but there's sometimes I love the nomad life and it's like oh yeah I'm free I can you know go wherever but sometimes that gets old and you want your own place in the world where it's like this is home I'm not leaving this is where I come back to and feeling settled so there are times that that causes anxiety for me so People, when I tell them, oh, I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling this, they're like, well, you're doing this and you're doing that. And, you know, I every people wish they could do that. That does not negate how I feel. That does not negate that what I'm going through or where I'm at in life may be stressful for me. And so I Challenge you to think about that before you comment on people's lives or when someone expresses to you. That they are stressed out or they're having anxiety, even though to you it appears like, oh, they're successful and they are living their best life. That does not mean that it is void of stressful situations or anxiety inducing um, circumstances for them. There is a level. Let me be the first to tell you if you haven't heard it before. There is a lot of anxiety and stress that comes with success being successful in and of itself sometimes can be stressful because there is this pressure to constantly perform at a certain level so just because you have achieved a lot of things doesn't mean that you can't be stressed out doesn't mean that you can't have anxiety about what's next how you're going to top your last Venture, your last achievement, your last success. So be more sensitive to people and what they're going through, even when, and especially when, you don't understand it. Because I think there's nothing worse than feeling unheard, unsupported, and when we love and care about people, I don't think we want to make them feel that way. So when people are expressing to you their frustration or where they are in life, listen, hear them. And even when you don't understand, you know, try to. And if you don't know what to say, don't say, well, I don't know why you feel that way because you do it. No, that's not what anybody wants to hear. And what seems like a happy situation for you may not equal happiness for someone else. And just like, you know that you would want that in return. So that's what I'm saying with the with the should. I think that I just want to like blow that word up and and not use it ever about what should equal happiness, what shouldn't equal happiness, what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing, because realistically, there is no such thing. Everybody has their own life to live. Everyone has their own ideas of success, their own ideas of happiness, what feels good and what doesn't for each individual. And I think that we just have to learn to support and respect what we don't understand and what is not normal or natural for us. So that's my my rant for the day. Um, I hope that that was insightful and maybe gives you something to think about ways in which maybe you felt that you weren't supported by people. And now it just puts it in a little different perspective that a lot of times people find it hard to support and understand what is not. Um, first nature for them or what they have not experienced and then equally when someone is explaining their situation to you about what they're not happy about or what they're stressed out about and you're looking at it like you stressed about that I'd love to have those options but guess what You're not them, and they're not you, and that's okay. And so that's stressful for them potentially. And so just trying to um, be more compassionate, be more understanding, and be supportive when you can, okay? Um, Because we we need each other. We really, really do. And that's something else that I've really been learning to embrace as a very independent Virgo and having too much pride and ego to ask for help when I need it or ask for support when I need it and feeling like I don't need anybody and you know I got this and yes I can do it on my own I have done a lot of things on my own but it's not fun and it doesn't feel good to do everything on your own and being realistic oh Hey, dad, my dad's calling me right now. I'm gonna call him back later. But, um, yeah, you know, it's like it doesn't feel good to have to do everything on our own. And if I'm honest, I would love to have support I would love to have help and so just coming to a place where I'm okay with asking for that help when I need it and God has been showing up and showing out sending me all kinds of love notes in the form of people and so many just random acts of kindness on a day to day basis that lets me know that I am loved. I am supported and I wish the same for you, starting with asking for help when you need it, um, because that mental health is is big. And I think having that support when you are going through something, when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling depressed, you know, those are the the initial things. You know, if you ask for help early, it doesn't have to get to a full on breakdown or a meltdown or true burnout if you ask for help early. So in saying all of that. We all want and need support from one another. So I encourage us to be more mindful, more compassionate, more thoughtful in our responses, in our reactions when people are being vulnerable, sharing their stress, their anxiety with you, because that takes a lot of courage to tell somebody, hey, I'm stressed out. I'm depressed. I'm struggling right now. That takes a lot of courage, a lot of vulnerability to be able to share that with somebody. And when they do decide to share that, be open with you, please greet that vulnerability with compassion, with thoughtfulness, because the last thing you want to do is push somebody away when they're trying to reach out to you for help. So to encourage that, you know, we get into this place of well, why you didn't tell me you needed help or why you didn't tell me you were struggling or why you didn't tell me this. And it's maybe because of how you've responded in the past that you have rejected their vulnerability or you have made people to feel insecure or um, less than because of how they felt. So when you want to have those types of open relationships and those that are um, rooted in vulnerability and transparency and honesty and support and love we have to remember how to give those things as well even when we don't necessarily understand so in honor of mental health awareness month let's think about number one how we're showing up are we being honest are we being vulnerable are we being transparent and letting people know what we need how we can be supported and then also are we showing up for the people that we love and care about by being compassionate by being thoughtful by being supportive and if not let's work on it not just this month but every day every minute every opportunity that we get to show up for ourselves and to show up for the people that we love and care about so that we we can all get through this together. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hit me up. Let me know your thoughts. Info at LonnieSwain.com. And of course, on Instagram at Lonnie Swain Show. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lonnie Swain Show podcast. Please visit my website, LonnieSwain.com, where you can sign up for my monthly newsletter. Check out companion blog posts, show notes, and lots of other cool stuff. This podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Buzzsprout, CastBox, Anchor, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and my website. I love and appreciate all of your feedbacks. So don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with at least three people who you think would enjoy it too, or benefit from the information until next time go where you are celebrated and appreciated, not just tolerated. Talk to you soon.